0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. <clears throat> Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognar the young, young Grognar, kicking it to you live with another episode of the of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the kings, and the quest, Gareth. In the last episode of the podcast, our heroes went on a victory lap tour with Ira, spreading good word of waters across the land after they saved her and sort of made peace with the I guess the followers of era the the children of era who were all kind of like anti sun anti everybody. She had spoken to them the truth that the Aboleth had been kind of mind warping people and taking advantage of her little frosty state as she was protecting the land from a demonic portal which we never really got to a closure on that but that's beside the point. After our victory lap, we heard some very grave news about the lands of Amroth and we made it to the king uh, with our friend Ira and she had let the unfortunate news that her power was dwindling. She wanted to go home before she passed, but she refused to help the king with his war effort, uh, but said that she would do her best to help restore peace to the lands of Azkabellum and try to get at least the natives and the Azkabellans together on one single you know, uh, idea on this one. Uh, but she wants to go home. The only way to go home that you guys can imagine is through that portal. But the problem is is that our certain metal block, it's not working. So the hope is, as we begin the game, uh, the king has suggested that you guys return home speaking with the gnomes and the dwarves as they would probably know a lot more about the advanced metallurgy that goes on with Immortal Steel. So we, I guess, begin with you guys being at the king's palace i imagine with era after the meeting is over where it's, and she's sort of giving you guys a last goodbye before she heads off to go speak with the king some more on more personal matters but leaving you guys to your chambers here in the palace to sort of discuss whatever but she in all of her grace and dignity gives you guys a nod and for a second you can see weakness in her form as she kind of leans over to give a, a nod and say goodbye um but she says I cannot thank you enough for everything that you have done for me and for my people, and I would hope that soon enough when word travels that you have found a way to restore the portal, I can come with you, and I can come home to the land of the immortals, and we can warn them of what has happened. And you guys just stand well,
1: You need not worry. We will find a solution. No matter what.
0: And she gives a couple of nods. You can tell that she wants to believe you, but much like anybody else who's been part of this quest with you guys, things have looked bleak for a long, long time. So she believes that since you've made it this far, there's room to believe you'll find a way. But she definitely sees this as a very difficult situation. But with that, she looks over to Anton as well and says, I'd like to thank you again before I leave for all that you've done. And I'm sure that the Illuminator himself is very proud of all that you've done, and you have done well to follow in his ways, following his path, and demonstrating generosity and charity to all you've passed. Plus, you smell like dough. (laughs) This is alarming.
4: I appreciate the kind words, my lady. I can only hope that in these tough endeavors that the Illuminator will recognize any areas of assistance if needed, knowing that you yourself as one of the immortals is facing a time of risk i can only imagine what the other deities are facing
0: and so with that she says us immortals are much like any of the other immortals we have influence in this realm but as you can tell as she kind of looks to each and every one of you guys in the lineup including kick the click who's standing there eating fruit off the table Um, And then spitting it back out and eating it Once processed Um, She says without people like you I don't think many of us Immortals would have much power here Unfortunately it seems Others have helped the Herald of Steel To get to a position that he's at now But yes Much tumult but much to be done And so she leans into Each of you guys and she pulls Out a small vial from Her flowing robes And she hands it over to Anton and she says, this is not much of a gift. This is the very least I could do, she says, out of all of the holy relics that I have to offer. This one is perhaps not my most powerful, but I think resourceful people such as yourselves may find good use for it. And she says, so long as you hold this bottle properly and beckon it to produce water, it will produce water until told not to. And if you beckon it to release steam or smoke, the same is true. And she says, I hope that maybe somehow you'll find some use for this device. And if not, have it as a memento to remember me and all the people that you've saved. <clears throat> and with that.
4: A mod stores, and a the. in uh, I'm assuming this is a. I don't even know what this is.
0: The decanter of endless water but it's Ah. kind of a dual function, so it's the endless water and the smoky one. But, yeah. And so with that, she just gives a quick nod, and she leaves without a word.
3: Now Click click. will never have to wait in line at the water park again. (laughs) Make her own water park.
0: And so with that, Kick the Click comes over and pokes Jarzak, and you hear the telepathic intrusion asking if they have any fresh rabbit.
2: Uh, but I don't I don't think so,
0: And so with that, he just walks over to a small melon and with his spiny claws, rips it in half and just starts like like spitting on it and like dissolving it and eating up the goo inside.
4: It doesn't uh, like that I
3: think it's just there to Guys, clean up
2: see, the mess is is it we. You think uh Kick might be better off here?
0: Well, don't forget uh, he has no family thanks to you guys, you jerks. He is your responsibility after all. <laughs> you wanted the dog.
2: Yeah, true. You're right, he's great. <laughs> what am <laughs> I
0: thinking? <laughs> Come here, Sparky. That's so stupid. But okay. Uh, was there anything you guys wanted to talk about?
1: Uh, not particularly. Uh, what are the logistics of us getting back?
0: Well, the assumed plan here is that you guys are probably going to be with the Captain Brongella again, as well as the uh, lucky dog, and probably be headed back home. But having heard everything that you have, uh, it seems like it's probably going to be best if you guys keep as low of a profile as possible. And under the assumption that there won't be another, uh, uh, what's it called? Another, um, mutiny. Yeah. Mutiny. I was like, there's a very specific word and it's not Shanghai, but, uh, a very, yeah. As long as there's no more mutinies, it seems like it'll be safe enough to get home, but yeah. Um, and D the, uh, attendant to the uh, king here would be the one to tell you guys that. Um, but yeah. So with that, if there's nothing anybody wants to talk about, I guess evening comes comfortably and everybody's able to go to sleep, Um, waking restfully in the morning to breakfast served in the center chamber in your little palace room here, the little series of apartments that you've guys got. And yeah, I mean, in the morning, Dace approaches and says that the captain is waiting for you guys for whenever you've gathered your things and you're ready. And that he recommends that you guys all make it a point to hide yourselves as you're heading out. Um, Yig, Galeth, and Auk are also here. And both of them are more than willing to uh, come with you. As that's hopefully the plan, that you're not going to just leave them here. Like, no, we got kicks now. (laughs) We don't need you.
1: Uh, If they want to come, they're welcome.
3: A very easy-to-disguise group of people. A goblin, an orc, a dwarf, a human, a Thrykreen, a dragonborn, and a goliath. <laughs> yeah, no one will spot
1: <laughs> well, you know, just put your hoods up.
4: We all just gotta get the elf potion, then we'll all be fine.
2: I don't think Norhill will ever do that again. <laughs>
0: guess... Why don't you all just get into one gigantic trench coat? I was gonna say Klika and Norhill could stack and
3: pass as a very odd-shaped human, (laughs) an extremely pear-shaped human.
0: Damn, he's (laughs) thick.
3: So that's just (laughs) Uh. and then we could do the horse costume for a kick the click and maybe Yakaleth. They can figure out who's the head
0: and who's the back. (laughs) It's just got a giant bug face. And then, <laughs> it's just a horse body, but with a bug head. Yeah, it's and, a
4: horse fly.
0: And then you have
3: Ock <laughs> like, in the fly. middle <laughs> of the horse like he's riding it, but his legs are also in the costume.
0: That's it. Just, We're good. Okay, so with an elaborate series of costumes, <laughs> the party head towards the dock, towards the wave wraith, which has been fully restored from the damages of the mutiny. And you guys can see Lucky Dog and the captain, Brongella sitting there uh, waiting for your arrival. And as you approach in your very eccentric and strange costumes, uh, Captain Brongella, being kind of distracted by something, turns to give a handshake to whoever he can reach out to, which I guess Jarzak was the only one who's not in costume? And Anton. And Anton. And, and... Yeah.
2: I just still so don't understand shake- how the Klika norhill combo works, because to make it look like a human, that means Norhill's stacked on top.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Oh, no.
1: Either way, it's <laughs> the creature with very stumpy legs.
0: Yeah, we've got some shovel, but it just goes super thin.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's... Either way, it's not a good look. It's the top half of the hourglass of the hourglass figure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, know, I, I down imagine down what air. we actually did was just, you know, wear hooded cloaks or whatever.
0: Yeah. And nope. none of us nope. are very
1: disguise-oriented creatures.
0: No, nope, we stacked. So with the stacked creatures entering and the fly, as so fondly noted by Anton, um, approach the boat and hop on. Gella and Lucky Dog both are very aware that you have to be in secrecy. But yeah, seeing this is definitely like, oh shit, this must be serious. <laughs> because what? we wouldn't go to this extent <laughs> I but, I yeah. do
3: want to see if before we left uh, Klikka could have asked D.A. if uh, they had like any uh, medicine or anything that helps with seasickness oh boy
0: yeah they have a, a few herbs that can be chewed on to relieve nausea but that's about it alright she's going to give those to Norhill when we get on the boat
1: normal, right. you so Norhill you- need them
0: you've got like two weeks worth it's a very bitter and chalky tasting root but it kind of goes down sort of sweet i guess in the back of your mouth but it's kind of like a celery stalk and it's just like a very like chewy root that you just gotta chew on and just hang with it but it's not bad makes your lips kind of purple but with that yeah the uh (laughs) so the top half is just munching and getting on the (laughs) bone. You know, I'm kind of glad the seasick half is the top half because I feel like <laughs> swinging around the upper half would be. <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel that... like after flying, maybe Norhill might have overcome a little bit of his seasickness.
4: Didn't you fly before the boat?
1: Yeah, but, you know, short distances, not like the weird roller coaster thing on the bats.
0: I, you know. He You're definitely, definitely wasn't okay root. with flying
2: the first time, but after that, since we got here, he's been more okay with it.
0: Well, you know, I think dwarves really have to learn how to sink or swim, and I think that <laughs> Norhill's just learned that he's going to have to be the flying character in the group in most <laughs> scenarios. Because last time we let other people fly, what, we got in a fight with a bunch of crow people? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. And
4: then I blew them up.
0: Very good. Thank you. <laughs>
4: um,
0: okay. And so with that, the boat takes off, heading off into the uh, rising sun to the west, which is also east, <laughs> if you want to consider where it really rises from, but not today. Um, um, yeah. And so as the boat really takes off and the crew starts getting their uh, bearings and everybody starts getting this thing into a sort of a stable condition, everybody gets out of costume or are we going to have horse fly for like a good two weeks? I'd say we probably get out of the costumes.
1: Yeah, there's no way we can hold on to that long term.
0: Fair enough. And so as you guys get out of costumes and everything, uh, Auk is just surprised that there wasn't like a new member in the party as Klika and Norhill displaced and become (laughs) their own separate entities. And he said he was going to challenge you guys to a game of stones, (laughs) but at this point he figures he's already lost to both of you at some point and doesn't want to get sharked on a game of stones. But. is he also surprised that he wasn't riding a real horse
3: <laughs> well he hasn't seen that part break up yet oh i see i thought we had him in the middle
0: like he was riding it because he's so tall if oh. <laughs> okay well i guess he knew about the horse then but with that um yeah as the costumes dissipate and everybody starts to do their own thing Auk still mentions that he thought you guys were a a different character in this party and wanted to play stones, but Yig Kaleth mentions that with an entirely new crew, he can probably harass somebody upstairs to play stones with him on their break. And with that, he stumps off and runs away with great speed, and Yig Kaleth at this point, uh, with the rest of the party and Kick the Click, he, uh, sorry, she kind of pulls in and she says, I didn't want Auk around when I gave you the folded briefing, but... I think it's important to mention that I did quite a lot of sleuthing when you were away, and I heard many things from the king. But more unfortunately, there was a lot I didn't hear. I understand that this is a time of war, and I apologize for wanting to tell you now before anything else happens, but he kept to himself, locked away in his chambers and had many arcane wards and many soundproofings so that nobody could ever hear what he was doing in his personal places. There was a very attentive guard that made sure that there was warnings told, if anybody even came on the floor of his own chambers. I don't know how important this information is to you, but from what I know of royalty, in the closeness I've had with royalty, this seems a few steps extra in a time where he seems to have an entire ocean separating him from conflict. I don't know how important this information is to you, but I couldn't hear a single thing that ever happened on his side of things. Perhaps this is the same kind of paranoia that drives a man to give scrying gems to a potential wife, or perhaps there's something more. All I can say is the only times he made public appearances was when he absolutely had to. And he always walked around in a bad mood when he left his chambers.
1: Well, when your enemy is a demon of the lower realms and an immortal of the higher ones, I don't imagine that any amount of preparation or care is too much.
0: And so that she just gives kind of a knowing nod, respecting your opinion on it. And she just says. All I can present is information. And if this is nothing more than common sense, so be it. Or that she kind of picks up her stuff, loads it onto her bed, and runs upstairs to catch up with Ock.
3: I mean, we're, what, one in three for, or right now we're two in three for being able to trust the leaders of uh, um, countries. So maybe hey, you we- watch out. Nor is one of them now, but don't forget the gnomes. Like so, that's a well. I'm yeah, they're 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 the one, and then I guess As- and Norhill, As- Nor- As- As- too. Well,
0: Norhill does, Nor- doesn't, doesn't count because he's traveling with us. <laughs> but okay, um, so I guess the question is, uh, would you guys like to do anything in particular while we ride on boat into the beginning weeks of spring? Over to Enton into Glorydale. Uh, sorry, Quarrydale. There's a combo now. They've, they've merged in the center. <laughs> they figured it was better to team up across the continent than just in <laughs> Quarrydale. You don't want to go to. What? You squish the enemy in the middle that way. Yeah. You don't want to go to Quarry Wake, but Glorydale's pretty okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. But, um, okay, did anybody have any role-playing that they wanted to do? Anything in particular?
4: Anton's definitely going to do some prayers for the one week. Try to see if he could find some means of contacting the high priest this... or anyone else he knew, but I don't even know if he'd even have a method of doing so.
0: I was going to say, explain. there's a spell for that, right? Isn't there a higher-level spell that you have where you can look for advice, but it comes in the form of strange, weird cryptic messages. Oh, I, have... is, I
1: think a third level spell. Um or if you're trying to contact the high priest, sending is also a third level spell.
4: But I thought sending had a I spells.
0: I figured it was augury you said. Because I'm like, if that's the one, I figure that makes sense to cast something like that while you have time uh, on the ship. Uh,
1: if I remember correctly, correctly augury answers a yes or no question.
0: Um. Yeah,
3: augury is talking to like your higher power, whereas sending would be talking to someone on this plane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I figured in the high
3: priest. So.
0: Right, 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 and that's why I'm like, I don't know. I just figured maybe one of those options might be helpful if that's what you're trying to do, Ronnie.
4: I just don't know if sending can go so far.
0: Yeah. That also implies he's alive. Oh,
4: here's the message in its (laughs) mind. That's kind of creepy. Well,
0: did you want to do that? Um, Did you want to?
4: Yeah, I think he'll do the send spell. He just... uh...
0: I had to re- rearrange
1: what yeah. I'll limi- say. Ascending is only limited to the plane of exist to the plane of existence that you are
0: currently on. <laughs> he's taking Hopefully a vacation on the plane, plane of fire. Of <laughs> he's with the Illuminator now. It's gonna come up with like a voicemail. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the person the you died. <laughs>
1: wait. That means he died.
0: Like
4: <laughs> <laughs> the person you oh, so died. Not it has to so be, it can't you... be more than
0: 25 words so i'm gonna have to like count this out okay go ahead everybody get your hands up we're <laughs> counting on fingers <laughs> no
3: no would you like <laughs> would you like
0: to take the time to actually plan out your message while we go around the table for everybody yeah, else's I'm gonna, improv I'm okay okay let me, let me rather that. than put you on the spot for the the old word spelling bee here so what's uh yeah, what's Norhill or hill up to
1: and Norhill's going to practice his sea legs now that he's not constantly sick all the time. So he's going to you know, spend some time standing around on deck. Yeah, maybe do, you know, some simple forms and weapon practice to, to get used to being on the boat.
0: Fair enough. Makes sense. he would probably be helping out with the uh, folks on the ship here. Okay. And what about Klikon Jarzak?
3: Yes. Kleeko will spend some time... Trying to get to, like, understand Kick the Clicks' uh, language better while we're traveling. Just sort of so that there's some
0: understanding when Kick the Click can't be in contact with one of us. Okay. I mean, Jarzak and you have both spent a lot of time with him. I'll offer you guys both the opportunity if you'd like to roll a... uh... Let's see. I'll give you either... Intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, I'll let you roll one of those checks to see if you're able to pick up like a minor understanding of his clicks and pops, like the amount that you'd be able to reply with with your own clicky pop voice. I just figured since you two are the ones who have spent so much time with him and heard him talking in so many different like scenarios... Mm -hmm. If you'd like to spend time with Kick this break, you could probably do it. I know Jarzak has the gauntlet, but in the unforeseeable event that he perhaps is without his gauntlet and loses the ability to talk to Bugs? Yeah, yeah. If you want to. Yes, I would.
3: I got a 15 minus 114 intelligence
0: check. I got a 6 plus 5 11 charisma.
2: So you're well, both able so to pick bad. up
0: the most simple things like yeses and noes and and things like that, like super duper simple concepts. Everything else is just it's such an alien language that like it just it's very hard to grasp. But other than like very binary and simple things of like up and down, you know what I mean? Things that have to be opposing, but anything that has any sort of like subjective meaning or anything that can have like a variable meaning. Yeah, no fucking chance. But Yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, what would Jarzak like to do beyond that? Was there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no.
2: Jarzak, okay. Just keep... actually, yeah, Jarzak wants to go fishing.
0: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'll let you. Uh, why don't you roll one of the physical stats for this, or wisdom? or intelligence i don't fucking care at this point just not charisma i'm not letting you charisma okay i'll tell you what you can actually use charisma for it because yeah, you, can, you gotta debate you the, the... Yeah, yeah 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 all right you can wiggle the thing in a way that seems like bluffy to fish i don't see that being Yeah, so like charisma, that's a deception
2: but... check then right
0: yeah yeah or, or would that be more persuasion because you're coaxing them to fight I, I hate every bit of this check already, <laughs> so go ahead and pick one and roll it. A 31.
2: Persuasion. You did you roll? A, per- a, ni- a 19. <laughs> I
0: rolled a 19, <laughs> so it was good anyway. Why don't you roll that at a disadvantage? <laughs> You're trying to persuade a fucking fish. I don't think <laughs> that in normal circumstances you can do that. 27. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. So you manage like you put some really shitty bait out there and you're like wiggling around that it's like doesn't smell like fish that I know, but it's wiggling like a fish pretty good. So yeah, you catch you catch a a mammoth fish. It is it is like Two and a half feet long. You pull just a big old jumbo fish. For what you put out there for fishing gear, this is pretty nuts to pull this back up. And you pull it up there. It's got big bitey little teats in the front of it, and it looks like it's a it's a munching fish. Thing flops around on the deck, and you manage to pull your uh, your hook and everything out of it. And people applaud your efforts, being surprised that Dolphin Boy managed so well. I mean, it's fishing's easy. This is the first catch of my life. Piece of cake. <laughs> as soon as I was allowed to talk to the fish, this became a much easier endeavor. I mean, so... that 19 would have been good with any roll so... Yeah, right. Great. Right. Uh, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, okay. So does Anton have his magical message?
4: Yeah, I'm just trying to trim it down.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. I'm gonna... Jarzak, one of the nights on the trip, the uh, lucky dog comes to you specifically and he brings with him a small bottle of spirits and asks you if you'd be willing to come up on the top deck and have a small conversation with him. Just the two of you.
2: Uh, Yeah, of course, champ.
0: Let's go. So with that, the uh, lucky dog, after he pours you both a small helping of a dwarfish whiskey, he uh, sips it back, and obviously, if I don't know if you wanted to do it, too. Jarzac goes, too, and
2: just oh, oh, chokes halfway <laughs> into it. Oh, that's, uh,
0: that's, you know, strong stuff. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> and so with that, he puts his glass back down on the little makeshift table out here on the boat and puts his hands on the railing. And he says, the captain is not one to really give thanks in a very forward way. And I'm sure I've told you before that he had lost the love of his life a long time ago. And that's sort of one of the reasons why he was never able to go back to Bone Break. But in the kindest way I can put this, I feel like after watching you for a long time, I can see that you're gifted with certain abilities that nobody else in your troop has. I couldn't help but notice that... Because I'm awesome. Oh. Well, I mean, in that case, I guess never mind. You can go back down to your room if you want to. But no, with that, he says, I noticed your chest doesn't heave. Ever. Well, I couldn't help but notice that you yourself don't really seem to breathe if that makes any sense at all because I don't. Right. Which brings me to my next point. and I can only say this out of what appears to be the goodness of your heart that if anything in this world could give Braun Gella some modicum of dignity and some you know modicum of, of, of happiness in the last days of his life, He left behind the one person in this world who meant anything to him, and she had to escape and go home to live amongst the aquatic elves deep beneath the ocean. All I can say is if ever you were to give him such a gift, I think you would do more good in this world than you understand. I'm not saying to do so, but I am just saying that you may be a saint among your kind for such a selfless act. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying it would mean the world to somebody who's done quite a lot for a lot of people. I know you've already done plenty for us as is, but he's the closest person in this world to me. And I realized a lot about myself and everything I had to lose when I had my fate Whipping around with tentacles before me on that boat. And after thinking about it a lot, I think you can agree with me that I think the most important treasures in this world are the peace of mind of having friends and family around you. And I think that you having the safety and sanctity of your friends is worth more than any trinket or treasure. Unless I'm wrong.
2: I mean, me. <laughs> Falling into water comes up a lot. And the only way you can swim is by walking along the bottom. And if you have to breathe, you can't really do that.
0: And so with that, he gives a couple of nods and he says, I I understand. And that makes do plenty you see of sense these arms?
2: Do you see these arms? These are not made for swimming.
0: Well, They're made okay. for sinking. Okay. Well, you know, I just wanted to ask out of the kindness of... Right. So... I suppose, I hope there's no offense in me coming at you with such a question. I just couldn't help but notice, and I figured maybe there's a chance we could give him that last sense of peace, but I completely understand. Where's this,
2: you know, Elf City?
0: If I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea. And only he would know. Hmm. I can honestly say, though, that I'm sure if need be, he'd be willing to give you anything in return. He's not a very wealthy man, as he does tasks like this for, you know, noble families and the king and the council of gnomes there, but either way, I don't know. It was a foolish idea, and I apologize for taking your time And you know, with that. He scoops up his liquor bottle in the glasses, and he scoots off, giving a bidding of goodnight, and heads back to his chambers. I'll
2: think about it.
0: With that, he turns, stopping at the last second, and he says, You're a good person, Jarzac." I thank you. And he just heads back to his room. <laughs> this guy picked the wrong party member for that talk. Isn't this guy a pirate? Why would... <laughs> But, okay. And so, I guess now, Anton, uh, maybe after a few days of all this stuff, once Jarzak comes back to the room, um, I imagine Anton, after having so much time spent away and having the, the fate of Wake resting upon his brow, do you have your message?
4: Yeah, it's a simple one.
0: <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> he just sits and stares, like, in the direction of Glorywake and tries to picture... Uh, the high priest in his mind and the message is simply high, peace, high priest thrall. May glory wake be safe in this time of war. Keep faith that these dark times will be saved by the dawn. He's like, he doesn't yeah. want to drop any information to them. Their status or they are. He doesn't know if he's being spied on. So he's just mm-hmm. trying to give him a simple message of someone's here for you.
0: And so with that, <laughs> about 30 seconds later, a small intrusion enters your mind and you hear his voice, warm, crisp, and elderly as it is. But you hear it in the back of your head and it says, there is no peace. There is only pain and suffering. Come to Gareth, glory wake is lost.
4: At least he's not dead. Oh my God. No. His face just becomes pale. He just just looks toward the group, he says. We need to head to Gorgaris. Uh,
2: Step out of time. Yeah, but like, do we? I think. (laughs) I don't think Glory
4: (laughs) Week is a place we can reach anymore. I have a feeling. everything that I hold dear there is now in Glorywake. It is still here on this plane, but here it won't be for long.
2: Yeah, you know, but Gorgareth is, uh, uh, there are more orcs there than in Glorywake, probably. Jarzak,
3: isn't that where your Korbok is?
2: Nope. That's that's here
3: with you, Kleeka.
2: Tosses Kleeka's but... head.
3: <laughs> so you don't want to go go back to the, the place you came from? Uh
2: no. Not particularly. That was a big word.
0: What's happening to you? <laughs> He's a bit drunk. This is what happens when I drink the strong stuff. <laughs> he becomes an intellectual. <laughs> That's fine. It's the now canon. Congratulations. An easy one.
1: And I swear to you as the lord of the halls of silver and steel I will do everything within my power to win back your homeland.
4: Thank you, Noah. I must find what fate has become of my people. If, as I heard, is true that Glory Wake is lost. I don't I know if we can get something of it back.
0: You could always cast it again, like, in a couple days or whatever. We'll say that you cast it another two times if you'd like to, before the... Uh, I'm not going to hold you super accountable for counting out 25 words. Obviously, you're not going to ask a paragraph of questions, but now that you've got time on the boat ride back to ask questions, we can do a little bit of dialogue back and forth real quick before you get back to uh, uh, Enton and Corydale. Unless you don't want to. I
4: guess he'll ask more of um, what is the current situation in Gorgera's Assuming and that everyone's
0: there So he says <laughs> that Jakad the Conqueror is a fierce orc warrior who has enslaved all the living people of Glorywake that he could and killed anyone who stood in his path
4: yeah, It sounds gonna relate to that name of the Jarzak. I say, Does that sound familiar to you?
2: Mm. I'm pretty sure it does, Dan. That
0: sounds real familiar to me, right? Yeah, pretty pretty similar to a something you know pretty well from your childhood.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, like we may have grew up kind of together. And yeah, he was a little rascal.
0: <laughs> um, Why is that such a funny word to <laughs> use? Oh, what that's a scary. what a
3: scamp! Yeah,
0: yeah. That's some, like, Maury Povich stuff right there being like, tell us, Jarzak, who is Jakad the Destroyer? Who is Jakad the Conqueror, anyway? And you're like, ooh, let's bring him out now! Yeah, (laughs) I remember him. We were real close when we were little. He just comes out swearing and beeped out the entire time. Like, (laughs) throwing a chair. But anyway... He also might be the one who kicked me out
2: of of town, so, uh... (laughs) just maybe
4: i think i will just ask of more of the basic facts of when did this happen and what was the state of glory mm -hmm. week when its people were uninhabited at the place
0: i mean basically the short and skinny is that he's been there for a couple weeks now and you guys have been off the continent for like a month and a half so it was pretty much once you guys left that the conflict really escalated and they came with like a full force. They had hoped for a long time to get assistance from the queen, but then the queen kind of came out as being a succubus. And he's and so he himself made the executive decision to become a sovereign state. They went ahead, took their business elsewhere, and they became the theocracy of Wake. Uh, with him in charge, and in a last-ditch effort, they try to protect themselves, but the orcs overwhelmed them, like, thrice over, and took them back as prizes of war to, you know, whatever it's worth. He's not sure if their plan is to keep them there as, you know, actual, like, slaves and workers, or judging by the paranoia of the jacquard, it seems like this might be more of a move of, like, uh, I don't want to say it. It may be more of a move of like protecting himself from the war on Amroth coming to him personally. This might be a bargaining chip or something like that. And he's just saying, just because the intelligence of Jacquard and his paranoia and how close he keeps his advisors, it's like, he's a very thoughtful guy. And this wasn't just like, Ooh, now I got loot. He's like, this is a move. You know, the fact that nobody was harmed beyond what had to be done. So, yeah. That's what you've got from the High Priest. But,
2: yeah. Oh, hey, Anton. I got an idea. Can you ask him if he's looking for Jarzac?
4: If the, the High way, Priest has had anything?
0: Message,
4: he finds, has any mention of Jarzac come up from the orcs?
0: No, nothing that he's ever heard.
4: Huh?
0: And just shakes his head. Because maybe they
2: forgot about me. I'm sure that's it. No one could
1: ever forget about you, Jarzak.
2: Yeah.
0: You might be right. This pretty unforgettable guy. But...
3: Well, this will be good then, Jarzak, because now when we go to help the high priest, you can meet your old friend, Jacquard again.
0: Is Jakad.
3: J a k a
0: d. Jakad and me
2: uh, aren't really friends anymore, though. Well, you could spark it back up. i One might say I kind of stabbed him in the back a little, Klika. Like it. It was bad.
0: The priest mentions a knife sticking out of his back to this day. <laughs> <I> <laughs> he just think- is so jacked he can't reach it.
4: <laughs> I think Anton kind of takes the opportunity, at least when the party has their time, He says, knowing if once we get onto Amaroth, Starzak, I feel like we won't really have time to prep for much. Is there anything that we should be aware of if we go to Gorgareth with you? Yeah. Uh,
2: my little brother might be in charge and he also might want to kill me like real bad <laughs> and also I materialized the axe I took this on the way out without him knowing and it's supposed to be his and he's real mad about that too
4: but your is over. I was
0: going to say is Jakad's name testing? on there instead of
2: Jarzak Jarzak's name's on there, but
0: it's immediately after it. (laughs) Very good. So, (laughs) (laughs) he scribbled it on with Sharpie. Yeah. Backwards R.
4: Wait. Jarzak, why?
0: Yeah, Truth Bomb.
2: It just went off. (laughs) Wait a minute, were
4: you meant to lead Gorgareth?
2: No, uh, yeah, you know, leading's not really in my blood. Well, I guess it is, because my brother is leading. Adjacent and, to his blood.
4: Well, I apologize, I'm not too familiar with the orc customs of...
2: But Hair. yeah, it's usually the oldest,
0: but, uh, you yeah. know. Scrawny Jarzak. I mean, from what you know of the customs of it, Anton, is that it, it's it's like, a, how do I don't I want to say it, It's a meritocracy. Basically, whoever can beat the shit out of the current leader (laughs) can become the king. Meaning, you could be 13 years old if you can somehow best the leader in combat one-on-one. You can be the king. But, if you are incapable of doing so, your name is given shame. You're stripped of all titleage and basically viewed as trash among the orcs for thinking you had the ability to do so. Now, Jarzak being in exile is a little bit different than that, but that's I guess, up to Jarzak to explain if that's what you wanted to do. Because he sure as heck wasn't born into that position, but he sure did strangle his way to that position.
3: So you betrayed your car box and Yeah. Gleka, sometimes
2: power <laughs> is important to people. Why was that? Important- yeah,
0: just the funniest shit. Just uh, yeah, Klica, I Betrayal is a strong word. <laughs> uh, you know,
3: sometimes people get a little too greedy with power. And you tried to stop him. Uh, no. Because he was getting greedy, and you tried to stop him, right,
2: Klika? No. <laughs> I was getting greedy.
3: Oh. Put
2: put him kind of in a sticky situation. Very hot situation, to be honest. Yeah. Kind of a sweaty one. You know, I may have... May have convinced him we would definitely go get something out of a dragon's lair, and then definitely let him go in by himself
0: somebody may have gotten left behind
2: yeah he got stuck so what am I supposed to do I, you know I had (laughs) the loot I ran and then I you know let people know he died and then he showed up like a week later no 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 he
0: came he came back he came back a while later which yeah. is why the worst part is that he he survived the trials and tribulations and he came back with a very powerful magical artifact so what was a, it like a, the impressive belt of strength there and he came <laughs> back just like a foot taller and jacked out of the ass just like fucking ready to wreck some necks so and how long was he gone home? then a few months or something yeah I, I would i i have it in notes it was a few years oh shit yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah so so I kind of, you know,
2: convince my people that, uh, or the orcs that he died and I was best for the clan as I all of a sudden came into this awesome power. And then yeah. he, he stumbles back in and you this guy yeah, is ripped was... now for no reason. I don't understand.
0: I get darkness and he gets jacked. What? you know I was going to say i hope the puzzle pieces are starting to fit in together as to why the deceiver may have taken a special liking to jarzak at some point that he managed to pull off such a flourish of evil deception and came home and was blessed with the power and they're like yo you want power and he's just like hell yeah i don't want power and then yeah biding his time and yeah so good old jarzak yeah click i did a uh
2: you know, betray my Korvok. Oh. Trick them. Stabbed a lot in the back.
3: But Uh, do you, but you, you think if we go there and you tell them you're sorry, it'll be okay?
2: No, Klika. I don't think I'm going to be able to say two words without them trying to kill me. Hey, Clicker, you remember that one time we came across orcs? Not, not the one time you came across orcs. The one time I came across orcs, because they were very different situations. Yeah, Clicker remembers. That it's gonna be something like that. Oh, where they just want to kill me.
4: Well, lucky for us, that's kind of every.
2: Wait. Interaction no, no. we
4: have with most people.
2: Not everybody wants to kill me. Just the orcs.
1: Well, it's never too late to set things to rights. Things are different now.
2: I can't even give him the axe back. (laughs) Literally, it won't. uh, I can pretend to, and then it'll just come back to me.
0: See that's Why? what you gotta do. Just pull that same move you do with everybody, where you give him the axe <laughs> and a teleport near miles away.
4: Only come back to you.
0: Here, uh,
2: Anton, hold this real quick. Why? It, it goes to hand you this dark, shadowy axe, <laughs> and then walks was... away ten feet away, and he's out of range. After it... a few seconds, it just teleports back to Jarzak. I'm
4: assuming it's tied to your power, then.
0: Yeah.
4: uh, Was it always tied to your power?
0: Yeah. I was gonna say, I mean... Then how would it
4: have belonged to your brother?
0: The Deceiver has a funny way of poetically ruining relationships and hurting people by taking the one namesake that belongs to Jarzak's clan and binding him to this, like, namesake that became his because his brother went missing. And the idea that it's like, no, this is your symbol of power, Jarzak. and so. I was
2: kept pretty close to him when he came back and was real mad at me until I got out of there. Which meant the axe was also pretty close the whole time.
1: Well, perhaps another gift. It, if you cannot return the axe, maybe something else will help bend the bridges of a broken.
2: You know, I was worried he attacked Gloryway because he heard I was there
0: to get the axe back. Now remember... This is just because the priest never heard anything. That could be the top of the list of why he's doing what he's doing. I don't think he would just tell the random priest that he picked up. You know? Hell, I mean, it could be a bargaining chip to get you to come there. Could hear you're traveling with a high priest of that church and just be like, any day now, that stupid idiot will come back home. Could be a pretty smart move on multiple fronts. Turns out your brother's kind of an intellectual. <laughs> but can you talk to fish that's the real question he is not dolphin boy
2: I am the only dolphin boy I can swim the
3: best well Jarzark do you want us to leave you behind when we go to Gorgareth? then I'm not even sure when I mean. we'll go there because we have to take care of The immortal metal and everything, too. Yeah, I mean, I. If. If I could not go to Gorgareth,
2: you know, that'd be great. But if you guys are going, then. I'm not going to send you in there alone. I mean. I
1: think you should take the opportunity, Jarzak. At the very least, you should not allow these events to haunt you through life forever it'll at least be better if you try
2: i mean i was just gonna plan on keep running forever that was fine
0: the Dai katana begins to vibrate at your hip side and you see a small glowing from the uh the edge of the blade through like the uh through the scabbard
2: yeah and then i had to change of heart <laughs> i'll pull the blade out what's up bud <laughs>
1: Uh, there's there's one thing mean? among my people, Jarzak, that no matter how far you run
0: from your problems, you will always be there. Yeah. But the, uh, from what you've heard from the Blade for a long time, is the secret to your power is to outrun the deceptions that got you in a bind in the first place. They're not saying go be honest, but like, in order to achieve greatness and the power that you so deserve and desire, you have to, I don't know, overcome all the greatest obstacles you could have. And it kind of sounds like this may be a pretty big hurdle. So looks at it. He's like, yeah, but I just truth bombed him. I know I gotta do it. <laughs> I'm gonna. But it's, more, it's more about the whole you running forever talk. That's kind of where he's coming from, where the blade's like. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. No, I realized that I can't run forever now. And so I suppose if that conversation's over, um the party arrived to uh enton and once you guys make it to the docks there the uh captain gives you guys a final goodbye says he's going to be staying here in the port for as long as he can expecting a bunch of refugees and people trying to get out of here are going to pay top dollar to go overseas and to hopefully ask a bellum, find some place to stay so he's going to be staying here for uh, for a bit Yggalath and Auk say they're going to be stopping at some sort of a tavern or an inn to hang out for now until something else comes up that they're needed for, tell you where they're going to be. Um, And you guys (laughs) have been traveling with us for a long time now.
3: Uh, Usually we end up getting put up by the gnomes in some pretty nice, pretty nice place. I don't see why you can't join us for that. You've been with us on this journey for quite some time.
0: Jumps in there, clicks his heels, and he's happy to be sleeping in a nice bed tonight. And so. Okay. uh, So I guess the entirety of the group head over to the council of the staff and deliver the news as well as drop off the metal bar and basically explain what you guys had heard from Ira and the group of gnomes as well as a few dwarves from the halls uh sit here in council as well as you know fell thistle the halfling there with the funky staff um they basically look at this metal bar as if it was a live cobra in the middle of the room and all of them look very perplexed by this and say that they're going to need a lot of time to consider what it would take to work with this metal and make it work for the portal in order to somehow get that portal up and running but yeah they also alarm you that what you're gonna have to do or what they're gonna have to do does not look like it's probably gonna be a good thing and that is where we'll end it hey everyone i want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast it really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments, or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or you can even send me an email at youngbrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeonless.